I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison. And my name is Amir. And we're talking, we can get right into it. Let's talk about change. That's what we want to talk about. We mentioned it last time. And uh, and I'm excited about this because I think it's a good topic. I think mm-hmm. we've always got change happening in our lives. You have a lot of change happening in your life. Um, but I just think it's a good thing. I don't know, it's a big topic. What do you want to, any thoughts? I say change. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, no, I was really excited, excited about to it talk or? about this. Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited to talk about this when we started bringing it up uh, last week because I think it's absolutely perfect for this season, you know, that I feel like everyone's kind of collectively going through. I'm not sure if you feel that as well, but I feel like mm. we're all going through a lot yeah, yeah. of change right now. It's like specifically, specifically, I have friends who are, who have just gotten married and have moved in with their husband now. That's crazy. crazy to say. <laughs> I have friends who are getting engaged. I have friends who are moving across the country. I have friends who are going either back to school, who are graduating now, like it, who are changing careers completely. I feel like it's just a time of transition for everyone that I think, you know, the last two years of kind of stagnation, mm-hmm. well, not necessarily stagnation, but like of, you know, restrictions and stuff. I feel like the last two years have been building up towards this. What do you right. think? Yeah. I mean, that's, I haven't really thought about that way, to be honest with you, because personally, I feel like the cha- a lot of changes happened for me throughout all this, but, mm-hmm. but also now, with so long of like holding off from stuff, then it's like now everything's going to happen all together. And especially with stuff, you know, I'm talking about um, like weddings and, and that kind of stuff. Obviously, that's been, been held off, but like such a drastic change in kind of just what was happening in the entire world um, that almost held people back. At least everybody, a lot of people felt held back. And now it feels like, you know, floodgates are open and, and we're able to have all this change happen. Um, so I think you're right. I think like as this this season of life is, is happening, it seems like the collective kind of just just all of us as people are 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 going through various amounts of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel and I feel like that's how kind of the pendulum of life swings. You know, mm. it's always okay, we're going to go to this one side right here. Oh, lots of stillness, like lots of just like stay at home kind of thing. And then it swings the other direction. Then it inevitably swings back and forth, right? Like, I feel like that's something that you'll notice even with, you know, art, with everything, you know, things are always kind of swinging between, well, not necessarily two things because it's not, you know, a, a, bi, a bisectional, bipolar, whatever, you know, it, it's not uh, two way, <laughs> just, just a two way, you know, yeah, you get what I mean. Um, you bring up an interesting point about personal change, and I've definitely felt that too, and I'm sure everyone listening also can relate to that as well. How would you say you have personally changed over the last two years? Yeah. You make me let out all my secrets. I'm saving this for a video. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Let the people know. Let the people know. <laughs> I I feel like a very... I think I've mentioned this to you. Like, I feel like a different person mm-hmm. than than the person that started 
you know, let's say the pandemic when I moved back home, like two years, whatever it was, two years ago. Like when I even just photos and stuff, when I see photos of that, um, I think this is what I hinted at last last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I see photos of that, like that I don't, it doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel like me. And I, not in like a bad way, like I'm like, oh, this is like terrible. No, it's just, I feel so disconnected from that. Like I've moved on. Um, hopefully leveled up, <laughs> you know, but, but like, I feel like I've, I've left that, that person behind. And I'm, I'm really happy about that, actually, because, because it means that I've learned new things that, uh, you know, um, I've learned things that are important to me. And I'm starting to implement that stuff. And, and I'm trying to just continue to grow. And by growing, you need to, you know, change what you're doing. And, and all of that. So I guess it, it kind of shows up um, in all aspects of my life, but just, just mainly, like, I feel like I'm more, I try to think about things more, like my life. I don't just do things because that's how you're supposed to do it. Or like, yeah, questioning, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Questioning, questioning, like, um, yeah, just methods or ways of living or routines that I've had that I just thought were, that's how you do it. That's how I've always done it. I want to continue, you know, um, questioning some of that stuff, changing it. And through that, finding what works for me, what actually works for me. And um, that's the biggest thing that's caused change in my life is just like actually figuring out what works for me and, and applying those things to my life. So like I've started rearranging my room and kind of changing the overall feel of it. And and that stuff never really mattered to me before, but, but I didn't really think about it. You know, I wasn't questioning why do I have this space? Well, I feel like I'm whatever, A, B, and C, this is why I'm doing it. And I'm like, um, accepting different things that, that, uh, used to maybe just kind of like almost shun because I didn't understand it. So using that curiosity to try to understand new ways of doing things and feeling out like what's right for me and, and largely just trying different stuff. Because through trying the different stuff, you know, different things, I've figured out uh, new things that I like, or this is way better, you know, living life this way is way better than, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and things like, like, I've got a bunch of plants in here now. And I used to like, this is fake behind me. <laughs> but but I, I've got a bunch of plants and and I never used to get them because I was like, well, that's why I got the fake one. I was like, I can't keep plants alive. And like, that's like a kind of a, I don't know, weird hobby. Like, I'm not going to, don't want And I got one. I was like, this is great. Like, I love it. <laughs> and I never had done yeah. it before because, because I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I hadn't tried to, I wasn't curious about it. You know, I wasn't trying to explore it. So it's just, this is a simple little thing, but. But I think that's what when you ask me about that, like what has changed? It's just like I'm I'm trying to see things through life through a different lens, and like instead of um, jumping over something because or like looking away from something because I don't really like agree with it or or like it or whatever it is, um, trying to actually go towards it and figure out that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what's led to a lot of change in my life. Mm-hmm, totally yeah just trying things <laughs> the plant thing is so yeah I, I feel that I didn't I didn't get no plants until until I got a girlfriend yes well and and the plant changed. queen yeah exactly yeah, she <laughs> is the plant queen and so she 
taught me everything. Anyways, yeah, I totally feel you with the change aspect. You know, it's about trying, like, trying new things and questioning the way that you do certain things already. Mm. Right? And I think we ask ourselves a lot of questions. Um, I think for me, like, the change has been predominantly an identity change. And I think this yeah. is kind of what we were alluding to, you know, alluding to last last week. In many ways, I don't feel like that much of a musician anymore. And I think we've mm. talked about this, mm-hmm. you know, in our own personal conversations, but just sharing it with, with y'all listening. I don't feel like that much of a musician, if I'm being completely honest, just because I haven't engaged with it as fully, you know, in, in the last, you know, two, three months. And so as I'm kind of making life decisions about my life path, like, oh, do I want to go back to school or, oh, do I want to go in this direction? Fundamentally, it's an identity question. It's asking, who do I want to be? Right. Mm. But at this point, yeah, I feel absolutely. like that has changed so much over the last two years. You know, I look at pictures of myself back from, you know, 2019, 2018, and I'm like, yep, that's a completely different person. Yeah. Like the other day, the other day, I was just scrolling through like my old Instagram videos, you know, back when I was like really going at it, like in 2019. And to be honest with you, I don't recognize him anymore. Mm-hmm. like i or like i don't recognize him in me anymore perhaps like the passion the drive yes but so much has changed you know in a good way of course change is important change is necessary it feels but like a, it it feels like a different person like for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like you say it's yeah. not you like you obviously know it's you and you've mm-hmm. experienced it yeah. but mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like you right now yeah Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the same person. And so I was thinking about this, like, as it pertains to decisions, you know, sometimes we make decisions when we're 18 or we're 19 that made sense for us then, but perhaps don't make sense for us now. Mm. When we're 18 or we're 19, you know, we make decisions that make sense for us then, Mm. right, that perhaps don't necessarily make sense for us now. And, you know, for myself personally, I felt caught between should I honor that or should I honor now? And kind of like, what what am I even doing? But what I've learned after reading The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, great book, highly recommend, is that letting, how do I say this? Is that sticking to a decision that you made when you were a different person is the equivalent of letting a stranger decide for you. Whoa! Right? Because you are a completely different person now, Right. That yeah. is a completely different person, right? It's the equivalent of letting a stranger decide. Wow. And yeah. so I think it's about coming back to the present moment, right? Not being afraid of sunken costs and trying to make a decision that's in the most alignment with the current present you, right? Will that change over time? Yes. You know, you and I are going to change. Like in the next two years, we're going to be completely different than we were like two years ago, right? And so on and so forth, right? And I think understanding and embracing that change is, you know, key to making good decisions. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting point. Like, I've never heard that before. And and it makes a whole lot of sense because I've had, like, I felt that I had that experience where I like to stick to things I've said or goals I've had or whatever. I know you're similar. And then sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's like it's so hard to do it. And then, like, I feel like, well, am I, 
am I, is there something wrong with me? Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Or like, I can't do it. And it's like, well, it's because it was like, you were a different person or you were in different circumstances when you made that. It doesn't even have to be that you feel like a whole different person. But even if, let's say like a month ago, I said, here we go. Here's an example. Three weeks ago, uh, two and a half, yeah, two and a half, three weeks ago, when I was like, you know, we're starting, I'm starting summer here and, and I'm going to be working on videos and trying to figure out what I'm doing with my, my life this summer. I made like a goal and, and, and like a kind of schedule and it did like, it's now three weeks later and I'm doing stuff differently than even I said then because because I've well, I've experienced it and I figured out what worked, but I didn't experience it back then. So I am in a way like that's a different person who has different experiences who can make different decisions. And I think it's a this is a really good point. Um, and it's really kind of resonating with me that like we need to remember that things change and that like life changes and you change and like you don't just because there's a lot of the big push for like you know, consistency, as well as like, um, just just sticking with something long term, right? The long we were talking about, like, not everything has to be long term, right? Like, not everything has to be long term, but our society kind of we've come to, like worship things like it's like, it's good if you stick with it for a long time, if you're in a job for 40, 30 years, 40 years, right? It's like, then you you did a good job. And you may have hated that job for 30 years. If you make it to 50 years of marriage, like great job. But what if you were unhappy that whole time? It's like that it's the the length of something doesn't doesn't necessarily matter. So um, if all that to say, if you make a decision and and then it it doesn't really work with you right now and you change your mind, like I think that we need to remember that that's okay because like you said, it's like making a stranger choose your life right now because you're different right now than you were even yesterday, right? Completely agree completely agree you reminded me of this one post that i saw on instagram that i'm gonna read for y'all okay this great great post okay so stick with me here okay i I think i'm gonna share this with you as well i think a lot about how we as a culture have turned forever into the only acceptable definition of success for example if you open a coffee shop and run it for a while and it makes you happy but then it gets too expensive and stressful and you want to do something else so you close it then it's considered a failed business. Mm -hmm. If you write a book or two, then decide you actually don't want to write books, then you're a failed writer. If you marry someone, but then that marriage is good for a while, and then it stops working, then you get divorced, it's a failed marriage. The only acceptable win condition is that you keep doing that thing forever. A friendship that lasts a few years, but then its time is done and you move on, is considered less valuable or not a real friendship. A hobby that you do for a while, but then perhaps, you know, move on, or it's just a phase, you know, it becomes a pity that you don't do that thing anymore. I just think that something can be good and also end and still be good, right? It's okay to be sad that it ended too, but the idea that anything that ends is automatically less than this hypothetical eternal state of success, I don't think that's doing us any good at Mm -hmm. all. That's what I was thinking about is that that post Mm -hmm. you had shared and it's, it's so true. Like it's a neat perspective that we don't really think about where we just like innately feel like something that lasts a long time is better. But that doesn't include room for change, really. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. like you can change, obviously, over the course of a long friendship or relationship or whatever. But but it means that like, you kind of expect something to stay the, stay the same forever, which I have a problem with, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, of course, that's innate to the human spirit. We want also variation. You know, we want different things. Otherwise, we'd be bored all the time. I'd also say, like, to play devil's advocate on the other side, I think also, like, thinking about things long term is also important in the practical lens you know like okay is this going to be a long-term strategy to create what i want at this moment yes you know um i think i think the the direction and the vision is what's important like vision and direction stay long term with Mm -hmm. that like that you know can change slightly but ultimately the steps that you take right no step lasts forever just like any you know phase that one might go through it's just a step Right? Mm-hmm. And accepting that those things change in the in the micro, but over the, you know, the the meta narrative, right? In, in the big picture, in the macro, you know, things are perhaps a little bit slower moving, right? The, or not necessarily slower moving, but things are a little bit more long term. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And 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 then thinking about it that way is like like if you're talking about a goal or something the step that you take right or that you say right now, like I said, three weeks ago was like, this is how I'm going to get from where I am right now. And it's going to take me closer to, let's say end goal. Right. But now what I'm doing is still taking me towards the end goal, but it's not the same as what I talked about three weeks ago. So it doesn't mean that like what I'm doing now is wrong because there's like those little steps to get towards the direction it can change. And I think we need to remember that that change happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll also say like our conversation is really reminiscent of an entire chapter, once again, in the psychology of money. I, I'm referencing it just because I finished it and I'm trying to ingrain it, <laughs> trying to remember yeah. everything that I read. <laughs> you know, there's this entire section dedicated. Well, there's this entire chapter and the headler, the the English and the header of it is you'll change. That's the name of the chapter. Mm. And it basically talks about the uh, till the end of time fallacy. You know, when we're not thinking about it, we think that who we are today is who we're going to continue to be for the rest of our lives. Like once we've found this, like, oh my God, I love making YouTube videos. Oh my God, I love making podcasts or whatever kind of thing. We think that this is going to be us for the end of time. When in reality, if we look even one year ago, right, we've changed so much. And who's to say that one year from now, we will not change again. You know, and I think it's about not going to any crazy extreme, right? Not going like crazy in in one direction so much so that you regret it and you can't move in another way. Um, I think leaving that room for error, well, not necessarily error, leaving that room for change, I think is incredibly important to navigating decisions in life and also decisions financially and decisions career-wise, mm-hmm. you know? I think knowing that, will change kind of gives me a little bit of like oh man so what's what's all this planning for right <laughs> you know? right yeah like i guess it's all just useless then um well it, it's not useless i feel like it helps you know helps us figure out kind of what we want to go for but damn it really it really bugs me to not have a sense of control <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know i know it's 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 tough but um you know what that made me think of what you're saying there is um mm. You know, you said like things will will change, would be different in a year and whatever. Uh, but we really do like kind of hold this this vision of, or I don't know what the word is, like just we just hold it so high that if you do something forever, it's great. Do you think that, you know, 
the like higher education, you know, let's say like average kind of university degree or college or something. I've got friends going through this right now. You finish a bachelor's of something and then it's like, what do I specialize in? What's my career for the rest of my life? Even at 18, people try to figure this out, trying to go into university. And a lot of people just will stick with that. You know, it'll be like, this is what I'm doing. And let's say it's it's being a lawyer. Or so, I don't know. And you do that. You go through all the training to do it. And now you've done it. And you're like, this is this is me for the rest of my life. I think, what, what do you think about that in, in context of like with what we're talking about? Because if if you go through all that and then go make the decision like, okay, this is like life or death decision. Like I got to pick something I like or think that I'll like because I'm going to be with it forever. And then you do it until you're 60 and then you're done. And it's like, maybe that's why a lot of people are unhappy because it that that in, in the nature of it doesn't, give you room for change. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Yeah, totally, totally agree. Naval Ravikant once said, specialization is for insects. Right? As humans. <laughs> right? I mean, it's true, right. though. You think about ants and like everybody has a role, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. As humans, we are naturally multivariant. Right, you're not just Harrison King, the podcaster. You are Harrison King, King of the Mountain. You are Harrison King, you know, <laughs> uh, partner. You are Harrison right. the son. You are Harrison the student. You are Harrison the worker. You know, like you have, like Harrison the producer, the musician, the videographer, the all these different things, right? And honoring the nature of what we do as humans, like what we do as humans, is we create new things, right? We create new identities for ourselves. We create things that haven't been around before. And I think honoring that and honoring the fact that, hey, I will change. So I like instead of trying to pigeonhole oneself too early on in life, I think, you know, like just trying things and allowing yourself to be multivariant, you know, allowing yourself to have all these different sides to you, right? As opposed to trying to narrow in on one too much, I think is incredibly, incredibly important. And when you talk about that in the context of higher education, I totally agree. I think, honestly, like, obviously there's exceptions, right? Maybe there is an 18-year-old out there who suddenly just knew exactly what he wanted to do with his life. In that case, please give me a call. I want to figure out what kind of stuff you're on. <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, could there be an 18-year-old out there who knows exactly what they want to specialize in for the rest of their life? Possibly. But I think for the vast majority of us, <laughs> like at the age of 18, did you know what you wanted to do? I just knew I wanted to do something creative. Mm -hmm. Like like I came to music school because I love mm -hmm. music, but I didn't know exactly what that would translate to after. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like it's still I, a starting point, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. Actually, here's a better question. When you were 18, did you imagine yourself here, sitting here right now? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. And so I think you know, over-specializing and over-optimizing too early sets one up to feeling trapped, you know? Um, it, it's, it's as I mentioned, in the uh, psychology of money, it's, it's going too far into one extreme so that you can't pivot out, hmm. right? I think over-specializing too early, it's like, great, you graduated school at, well, let me see, 22, then master's and PhD, like 26 or 27, and great, you have a PhD in this really obscure field um 
what are you going to do afterwards? And then you realize, oh, hey, I want to actually do videography. Ooh, you know, that's going to be a hard, hard transition, you know, because you've committed so much in this in this direction. Um, I was going to I was going to reference another thing that that made me think of. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, you start off knowing you start off knowing one thing about everything, right? You start off knowing one thing about everything. And then as you continue through higher education, get more and more specialized. Congrats. Now, you know, everything, everything. about one thing, <laughs> you know, everything about nothing. Right. Um, and yeah, ultimately I've just sum it up. Like allowing oneself to be multivariant is mm. the way that life just works. Well, not works, not like I know what how life works, but, you know, what I find can possibly bring people the most happiness. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're here to hear, folks, Amir's got to figure it out. He knows exactly how life works. I um, know exactly uh, how life works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have figured it out. No, of course not. <laughs> um, but for, you know, that's that's easy to, I think it's easy to say and, and to mm -hmm. think about, but, but our the structure of life you know from a i guess societal standpoint but like just just the way that we've as people are learning to live for the first time haha um you know it's not really like we don't change isn't built into it, i guess what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're talking about okay be multivariant great but like where do you do that if you work a 9 to 5 job and you're an architect but you didn't really want it. Maybe, maybe you want to do something else now, but you need the money to do, you know what I mean? Like it's, it is not built for change because if you want to change, like that's why I think a lot of people and I've talked to even within my own family, like why it's hard to try to just go, let's change. It's like, yes, sometimes you can just literally pivot and just say, you know, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to go full time into this completely different side of life. But a large part of it comes down to money. Like you need money to sustain yourself to just stay alive while you're making that transition. And, and you, you know, to get money, you're doing the job that you're stuck in now for whatever. So it's, it's like, really not intellectually. Yes, you know, like being multivariant. And I guess maybe it's more something to be aware of as you're progressing through this, like to try to any aspect of your life, like bring it, bring it in, even things like hobbies, which is what I'm, I'm like talking about next week is, is like, that's a, a way you could try to be, do different things. But um, yeah, it's really not built into our, our way of living, at least over here in North America. Like you pick one thing, you're with it and you can, you're kind of screwed, like to actually get out of it and just the way, you can do it. It's not that you can't get out of it. And I'm speaking from outside, like viewing and, and what I've heard people talk about. I haven't obviously experienced this, but it just seems so challenging to like leave a job that you've decided on when you were 18 or or career, if that's the case, um, or even just a job that you got a full time job or whatever. And it's working well, like it's it can be hard to leave it because because our it, things are not built around change. And I don't know how you fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. I think society at large isn't so much built for change because society, like, well, 
obviously I'm not talking about societies and the people, but more so like the expectations, the constructs, you know, it, it directly benefits the economic models to have people specialize, right? right? Everyone specializes and becomes like a cog in the economic machine, right? Mm-hmm. It directly benefits the system change. It's like, oh, hey, I'm a gear here. I actually want to do this over here. You know, it, it, it disrupts the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, though, one society that has done kind of the entire change thing pretty well is ancient um uh, was it ancient greeks or romans i forget um i believe ancient romans i might be completely wrong i'm quoting naval here you know but you know you start off you're young you're a young boy you know let's just take the life of a man for example um you're a young boy then you're a student right you're a child then you become a student after becoming a student then you go off to war Right after going off to war, then you come back and then you serve, and then you become a merchant. After becoming a merchant, then you go and you serve in the office, you know, serving the people. Right then, afterwards, you become a philosopher. Right there's kind of this natural progressing arc to life as things change and as experiences accumulate, and you know, different roles are naturally kind of built into mm. one's progression through that society. That's just for the men. Obviously, there was like you know, inequality. Women were just pigeonholed into one thing, but. I think that's a model of life that is quite healthy because, you know, we're all going to change over time and allowing time for those phases to happen and kind of being accepting of it, right? Oh, hey, he's going through this phase. Okay, he's going to go through this. Then he's going to become a philosopher afterwards. For us, unfortunately, we became philosophers first. Yeah, we And now right how are we going to go get so a job? Not... <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so funny. But but yeah, it's like then in that way, they kind of built it into the way life works, right? Um, and you can't avoid you can't avoid the structures of a society because that's where we live. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. great, take your belongings and run to the rainforest, but it's hard to sustain yourself. That's why we live with people. Um, but it's not. Yeah, it makes it feel really, I guess, challenging to change maybe that's why people fear change mm. you know mm. maybe that's why people fear change because we're not accustomed to it being a, a an, an important or integral part of our our living and it's not accessible you know mm. i don't know i don't know but i just know a lot of people you know they they're worried about change and, and they get you know they're like i don't know what's on the other side of this and and it's easier to stay in your one thing and i would say maybe after talking about this that maybe that stems from you know you're like you said you're like a a gear in the machine and if you move then things start to fall apart so you need to stay where you are and you can't move and and maybe that's like subconsciously ingrained in everybody that's just like you need to stick with what you're doing because if you leave like it's going to cause problems so just you're here don't change but that mentality or view is not serving the individual right which is i think most important but yeah mm-hmm. I don't yeah and you raise well you raise two very important points on the one hand uh, you know it's an entire discussion about collectivism versus individualism which is a rabbit hole that one can dive into forever and on the other hand you also bring up the important discussion about the fear of change you know let's talk about that mm. do you find yourself whether consciously or subconsciously, perhaps afraid of change? And in what kind of ways? Mm. In what kind of ways are you afraid of change? I, or, yeah. 
my my instinct is to say no actually but but i'm not sure if that's an, an inherent thing or an intellectual like i'm i'm choosing to think that because i know the good things that come from from change and and doing things differently and so like if i'm faced with something that's like yeah maybe i'm like oh hesitant because it's going to be different i will probably choose to do it because of that um but is i i really don't know like it hasn't happened too recently where where i'm like ha faced with an option of of or, or some sort of change and i'm scared of it like um i think if you think about anything too much you can get worried about it but but um my fear that i always say is the unknown which i guess is con connected to change and and i would say that's probably my um my biggest fear and and a lot of people's it's very broad and it means a lot of different things but you could link it to the dark you know like being scared of the unknown but just like being unaware or or of what's going to happen or or just something that is unknown is 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 scary to me i think because because you don't have control over it there's a lack of control and and I and I think a lot of people like to be in control of stuff and because um, it gives you a sense of uh, a little like peace maybe just knowing that you can change what's happening so I think all that's tied to change I don't know if I'm scared of change necessarily but like um, unknown parts can be worrisome um, but I will intellectually choose to like uh, um, go towards change or or different things because i know it's good for me does that make sense totally yeah. totally yeah i think definitely like you know fear of the unknown all these things it's kind of built into that and the entire control aspect totally <laughs> totally agree with you i'm sure everyone listening y'all <laughs> so how does it feel uh not getting what you want because you know we have a sense of control <laughs> i'm sure if you're i'm sure if you're watching them or listening to this podcast you you, you feel the same way so uh welcome <laughs> yeah welcome friends yeah I, I i totally feel that as well i think in practice like tangibly right now as i'm just like navigating you know probably the biggest decision i've made so far you know like oh am i gonna move across the continent to do this or am i gonna move across the continent to do this right you know um and like lots of money on the line as well it, it's definitely I, I will not lie to y'all i am so afraid of the change right now and usually mm. i think you know I, i'm pretty welcoming of change but well I mean, I'm 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 welcoming of it for sure. I'm like excited for it, but at the same time, it scares the right. out of me. You know, um, just thinking like, wow, okay, I'm gonna be a completely different, unfamiliar place. It's it's exciting, you know, but it's also like, okay, what's gonna happen? You know, there's kind of like not a sense of control there. But I think the antidote, the <laughs> antidote, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> I think the antidote to the fear of change is action mm. you know action and finding out you know you'll find out faster whether something is right for you if you walk towards it rather than just sitting stagnant in a hallway looking mm. at a thousand doors yeah right and trying exactly. to decide which one is the best one right i think the antidote to the fear of change is action most of the time <laughs> not yeah. to speak on every time but yeah that's how that's been manifesting for myself i also think you know on a bigger picture you know fear of change is 
you know, if change is the only constant thing in life, right, which I, I, I'm sure we both know that we're, we both knew at the start of this conversation that we were going to say that change is the only constant. I'm sure we both knew that, right? But if change is the one constant in life, fear of change in a way is being scared of life, scared of living, right? Right. And fear of change is kind of, you know, yes, it, it kind of is a relinquishing of our sense of control, but I, I think we let fear of change control us too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm saying this for myself, you know, it's like, I think just take action, move in a direction and just friggin' do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I think about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're, you're right. Like, like life is constantly changing. Things change on a day-to-day -day basis. You wake up mm -hmm. and you go, this is what's going to happen today. We were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And, and what happened today was not what I planned on happening today. And like, that's change. And that's just what always happens. And we are, I think, good at like dealing with it on a smaller level, but it's really not that different on a bigger level. You know what I mean? Like you just adapt to, we're very adaptable people, um, our mm -hmm. creatures, right? Like just, you can adapt to your environment or the situation or whatever. And um, I guess just, I guess it's important to just remember that, like, like you will figure it out. And I think everybody knows that, you know, I think mm -hmm. if a lot of people know that, you know, you know that you're going to a new place and you know, you'll be fine, but, but it's still like worrisome, but maybe just rem uh, we just need to remember that we do this on a regular basis, like, cause life is always changing on a smaller level. And if we can handle mm -hmm. that, it's no different than a bigger level. Mm -hmm. It's really not any different. Mm -hmm. um, it just feels like it's more impactful because it is a little bigger, but but it's it's really no different, right? We put that significance onto it. Mm -hmm. It's not inherently more significant, right? And, and and there's obviously situations where some things are <laughs> actually significant, but um, you know, like a big financial decision or something, right? But um, yeah, I don't know, like, like how to be, uh, I don't know if there's people that are like not scared of, of change, just because I think that we all like to naturally get into a routine or find things that we like, and, and we, we stay around that, you know, things that we like, you have to actively choose to, like, grow personally, right? Or or do something yeah be different which is change and you have to you have to choose to do that so we want to i think probably our, our natural kind of state is just to be as is with what we are and we're happy with it you know and then like why would i change anything so that's probably why it's more of a like resistance maybe mm. you know resistance to change um and because it's unfamiliar it feels scary right and I heard somebody told me in, in a couple of years ago in school here, um, which kind of is relevant. It's really relevant to a lot of stuff. Um, but he said, it's not hard. It's just unfamiliar. Mm. Mm. We were talking, it was, a, it was a musical thing or it doesn't matter what mm. it was, but, um, you know, it seems hard right now, but once you're familiar with it, you know, then it's not hard anymore. You just, you just didn't, un, you hadn't experienced it. You, you were unfamiliar with it. So maybe that's a, just kind of a tie in everything together. It's like, especially with change, um, change isn't hard. It's just unfamiliar. So once you're familiar with it, then it's not hard anymore. So you just got to get past that step. Right. Wow. Mm. 
<laughs> Harrison, the king of the sayings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that uh, that hits me. No, change isn't hard. It's just unfamiliar. Yeah. But unfamiliarity is hard. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> it's unfamiliar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's very true. I also think change is just naturally built into us as human creatures, you know, like nomadic hunter gatherers, right? If you stay in one place for too long, eventually you're going to run out of food and resources, right? So you got to keep on moving around, right? Wherever the food is, right? Wherever your survival, wherever like life takes you next, right? I think that's what we have done for thousands, for millennia before we started like sitting down and recording podcasts, you know? And I think, you know, honoring that and as you talk about a lot, like I think you even mentioned this kind of in in our first podcast episode together, you mentioned like doing what is most kind of natural for humans, essentially, right? You talked about like, you know, what would I do if I were living, you know, 7,000, 8,000, I don't know, 10,000 years ago. Oh, I would go to, you know, go to sleep when the sun goes down, you know, all these kinds of natural cycles. And I think that also applies on the bigger picture, you know, like as, as caveman. And first of all, I'm no anthropologist, so please correct me. I might be completely wrong, right? But based off of my understanding, you know, as nomadic hunter gatherers, we move around from place to place, extracting the value from where we can, right? Extracting the value from where we go. And I think, you know, applying that to our life, you know, is how I get, it's, a, it's how I think we're meant to live, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think just understanding that there is no such thing as control, you know, mm. I think we've talked about this as well. There is no such thing as control. It's only like our expectations of what we think should happen. Right. And so when things align with that, oh, hey, I'm in control. But then in reality, we actually didn't have any control over anything outside of, you know, our own internal state, right? It's not really control. It's like, the only thing you can control is your reaction to the situation, right? So you could, like you said, if something plays out the way you planned it, you're like, I'm in control. It's like, no, I mean, it just started, it happened that way. And then Mm -hmm. you reacted to it that way. But if it went the complete opposite, you would have just had to react differently, right? So, Mm -hmm. so that's really all the thing, only thing you can control is your reaction to a situation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, like, you know, you can't make me feel bad. Right? Like your words, I'm not saying that words and stuff aren't hurtful. They are, but I'm putting the meaning to that. Like I, I saw something, this is kind of off topic, but I saw something the other day and they were talking about, um, I believe the, the woman was Spanish and, um, or she spoke Spanish and she was saying, if I came up to you right now, you didn't understand Spanish and I started yelling at you in Spanish, you would just probably like go, what the heck? Or like laugh at me or something. And if I was saying really mean things to you, it wouldn't hurt you at all. I'm saying the words. But if I said it to you in English, you would probably get irritated at me because you're taking, you're understanding what I'm saying and you're putting meaning to it. Mm. The situations are not any different. The only difference is that you understood the one and therefore put meaning to it. The same thing was happening, which which Mm. made me think that like, yeah, you really are in control of what, like your reaction is to any situation even something like that you don't have to let it's i guess it's just maybe a dumb example but in that in that sense right like you don't have to let the words mean anything to you because they didn't mean anything to you in spanish so you understand them i guess in english so it's different but but just don't give it meaning right so it's the same thing with all this stuff like you you control your reaction to it so 
if if change happens and you're scared of it, then you have to actively try to embrace it or choose your reaction accordingly to get the resulted feeling or emotion that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, I, I used to do this affirmation all the time when I woke up and do affirmations in the morning all the time. I saw my, my cards, you know, um, I think the, the affirmation was no one can hurt me unless I give them permission to something like that. You know, like no one can hurt me unless I give them permission to. And you're, you're absolutely right. Right. Like the person yelling at you in Spanish, it, it, objectively speaking, someone is yelling at you. Right. But Correct. you don't understand it. Therefore, you don't internalize it. Therefore, you don't make a story about it and you don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's like something I talked about with my therapist. The, the thing that someone said wouldn't hurt you unless that wound already existed. Right. Right. And you kind of thought about yourself like that a little bit already. Right. For example, you know, as a kid, if you say, or... Actually, no, yeah, like right now, if someone were to say, you're such, you're so bad at being a turtle, right? You just laugh, right? Yeah, I mean, someone who's like, right, yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, you suck at being a turtle. <laughs> I've never been a, never right? been but a turtle. someone who perhaps that is important to, I know it's a funny example, right? But someone who perhaps that is important to or has perhaps been hurt for that in the past will be like, oh, that means I'm not good enough because it's kind of a reaffirmation of their own belief about oneself, Right. If someone says right now, dude, you suck at singing, you know, referencing something for myself. If someone were to tell me, dude, you suck at singing, I would be very hurt by that because I have thought that about myself too. And like kind of that's a sensitive thing for me as well because I can be insecure about that. But if you told someone who like blatantly knew that they were pitch deaf, actually, no, no, no. If you take like Beyonce, you know, and someone says you suck at singing, you should be like... (laughs) Who are you? Sorry, who are you? Right. right. She wouldn't really take that too personally or really care because she's Beyonce, right? She's literally like one of the best singers walking on the face of the planet. And so I think it only hurts us if that wound already exists. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. Wow. Our topic has changed. It is. Well, but it's still kind of related. Like like <laughs> if, yeah. if, if you've had bad experiences of change in the past, then it's going to be the mm. reason that you are scared of it right now, right? Or that you don't want mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this is also something I was thinking about, you know, as it pertains to, yeah, as it pertains to, the, you know, the topic of change. At the end of the day, no matter how things might change on the external level, on the internal level, we're still here. It's like we mentioned before, wherever you go, there you are. Mm. No matter how things change on the external level, you are still here presently, sitting down, breathing, right? And so the quality of your future is really predicated upon the quality of your present moment. Like how presently can I be right now? How happy can I be now? No matter how things are changing on the external surface, how at peace can I be now? Because you're going to take yourself with you wherever you go, wherever things might change, wherever things take you, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, it all leads you back to the same place. And that's back to... You know, back to your internal space, back to the present moment. And I think it's about getting in touch with that. I think that's what makes change manageable. That's great. Uh, that's good stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate uh, 
we're getting new people that are seeing our stuff. I should look at the camera mm-hmm. so you can since I can look right mm-hmm. at the dear viewers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for listening. So thanks for checking it out. Um, I mentioned at the end, but if you do enjoy this and you've made it this far, we would really appreciate if you can uh, give us a review on whatever mm-hmm. platform you listen to this. That does just help us out. And we also just want to know what you think. So um, if you have time, do that. We appreciate it. If not, no problem. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life. <laughs>